This podcast was prepared by Ashley and Martell in their personal capacity. The opinions expressed in this show are the host's own and do not reflect the views of any of their personal affiliations. books are written about this tumultuous era, I want them to show that I was among those in the House of Representatives who stood up to lawlessness and tyranny. He also said, somewhat prescently, uh, when we're dancing with the angels, the question will be, what did we do to make sure we kept our democracy intact? They did all the fertilizer. They passed the two articles of impeachment. The president is impeached. So that was uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi that um, was reading a quote from Congressman Elijah Cummings uh, who fought fought hard for the impeachment. And, um, yeah, the president's impeached. <sighs> Taya, he's impeached in the House. Yes. I am personally, you know, like I expressed. Oh, before we even get into that. Yeah, before we get into that, how – it's episode three. <laughs> we got, we got to <laughs> see, we just so tired out of tired know, of it that we I just want to get into it. It is. It's yeah. episode three. Yes. Shout out to Martel, a.k.a. Pierre Defecto. Yes. Thank you. And shout out to Ashley. And also, we didn't talk about this, and we need to before the year ends, that my co-host was recognized for the 40 under 40 this year for Pittsburgh Magazine because we didn't talk about that yet on the show. We have So we thank had to you. make sure that that was thank you, mentioned. Thank you. So shout out, you know what I mean? We get a, we gotta get a clap for sure. We got a shout out. We got a shout out that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes. 2019 has been quite a year with lots of blessings. No um, and 40 under 40 was definitely a cherry on top to wrap cherry. up this year. So I, I appreciate yeah, that, brother. That's what's up. Yeah. I really, really do. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> it's a we club. Out here. <laughs> we out here. We out here. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. We got, you know, we got work to do, and I appreciate, you know, Pittsburgh Magazine and the honor, the recognition. I think a lot of times with these kind of things, they sometimes you just kind of feel like I don't do this work to get that, but mm -hmm. when it happens, you just appreciate it. I'm learning to just say thank you. You know, oh. it's okay to say thank you and appreciate it. Mm. And um, as my homie Tuff said, it's cool to, like, take the victory lap. So um, I am appreciative and I'm excited about 2020 and the things that will come post these yes. type of, yes. you know, acknowledgments. So I look, I look forward to things to come. And yeah, this is one of them. I'm I'm like so excited yeah, about yeah, what we're doing with BPM because BPM is going to make some some things this move. Is dope. This is dope. So if you don't know, BPM is Black Political Millennials. Yes, yes. And that's who we are. Mm -hmm. So we talking about all things Black, all things political, and all things millennial. Bam, bam, bam. So yeah, so back to like the top news, the top news headline of of the year or the month of the week, the impeachment. 
the impeachment of this trash ass president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not feeling them. Not not feeling them. Um, not at all. Not I'm not. Sh- you know, all. some folks do. You know. You already know, know what it is how. for folks that feel them. Yeah. Y'all know, know where y'all how. can go. I won't <laughs> bite my tongue. Um, but the impeachment, you know, it needed to happen. It sucks in our day and age of the media and what gets the most attention. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said earlier, when we have our offline conversation, I feel like this needed to happen. We impeached President um, Bill Clinton over personal uh, domestic situations um he made an oath to his wife not an oath to the american people and i was a kid when that happened so i i don't know all the specifics i'm not going back to look into them because i don't care that much Mm -hmm. to look um and so with my understanding of just impeachment like this website that uh oh yeah the homie Pierre shared with us. Yeah, so we're going to go over some frequently frequently asked questions, some FAQs. Yes, because this needed to, to go down. Impeachment. But before we get into that, one thing that I want to say is I was having a conversation with one of my cousins, and he asked me what I thought about the impeachment. And the one thing that I said was that it needed to happen because um, this guy needed to have this embarrassing moment happen to him in the public. Yep. You know what I mean? For the past... Almost what three years yep, now. That's he's it. He's been embarrassing people. He's been disrespecting that is people. It. Yes. He's been belittling people. Yes. So it was it was important for the karma of the world and the karma of the country that he was embarrassed on a public level like that and be impeached. He deserved this. He deserved this humbling experience. Yeah, because not you my know? president, Barack Obama. No. I don't agree with everything, but that was my president, yeah. and you couldn't do shit about him because he mm-hmm. did everything he was supposed to do exactly. in the most probably the hardest office to hold in the land, especially mm-hmm. as a black man. Exactly. He could be biracial all day, but he's a black man, everybody else. Mm-hmm. So and he had to be perfect. Had to be perfect. So and this yes. guy now can be imperfect as all hell mm-hmm. and people are uh, accepting of remember when it first started but like you gotta give him a chance. Mm-hmm. Just give him a chance. Mm-hmm. You gotta give him a chance. You gotta mm-hmm. be willing to give him a chance. And now look what happened. Now look where we at. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We we got we got thousands upon thousands of of families from Central and South America that have been separated, and some people's families' lives will never be the same again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is and in our lifetime. This is literally, it just, <laughs> the things that are happening at the borders just completely m- makes me disgusted. Mm-hmm. And um, in our lifetime, to have witnessed something like this it's crazy. so publicly, it's embarrassing. That's real. And it is just the most unnecessary um, action against other humans that is so, it's just so unnecessary Mm -hmm. that, um, yeah, fuck Trump. (laughs) That is literally (laughs) my sentiments. (laughs) Fuck Trump, fuck the administration. I know that this kind of stuff has happened prior to him being in office, but it's about the way he does things. You know how oh they, yeah. you know how they say it's the way you say it. Well, exactly. it's the way he fucking does it. It's like the yeah. way he does everything is problematic as hell, mm-hmm. and it I'm just not happen. sitting down and being idle about yeah, it. Yeah, we're not about to just accept that. Mm-hmm. But because it's not normal. This is not, not normal. Oh Everybody no. needs to know this is no, not man, normal. Listen, not at all. 
Not at all. Like, and I think the impeachment was important because now all those people that was gassed up have a seat now mm-hmm. because those actions get you impeached. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, those actions can get you fired. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wonder if anybody's ever hit Trump with the whole, what was that show he had? The professional show? Oh, The, uh, um, the Apprentice. The, the Apprentice. And he used to be like, you're fired. Yeah. I wonder if anybody's called like, hey, Donald, you're, you're fired. fired. Right? <laughs> That would be great. (laughs) In a perfect world, I feel like we would see a Senate impeach him, too. But they're not. They're not. That's not not. how this works, unfortunately. It's it's just not how it works. And Mm. um, I just let's let's go into this article about impeachment, because there's been a lot of conversation. You know, you got to love social media because Google is everybody's best friend. And so. We just want to put some information out there so everyone can, you know, as for us as your host of Black Political Millennials, we want to inform you mm-hmm. of what all of this shit means because everyone doesn't get it. It's confusing. No. And so there's different websites that you can go to. And anytime we read things, we always share where we get it from, too, mm-hmm. because you can go and look further because we can't read it all. There's a right. lot of information to take in. There's but we want to put it out there so you can dive deeper into what we talk about. We want to give you mm-hmm. the starting points of what to look into. So, um, yeah. So so we want to we want to put one thing out there for some people that um, we're just going to say weren't informed. Is that impeachment does not remi- does not mean that the president is is removed completely. Um, there is still another process. So I know some people thought that impeachment was it and that he was done and they was gonna pack his bags and kick him out the White House. Not yet, y'all. Um, so number one for these uh, frequently asked questions um, is what exactly is impeachment? Um, and it's the process the Constitution lays out for removing presidents from office before their terms are up. So, you know, once again, it's a process. It's not the entire uh, part of it, but it's the beginning of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I'll go into two. Uh, also, what is an impeachable offense? Uh, the Constitution defines impeachable offenses as treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. But generally speaking, they are actions a president takes to abuse his or her powers of office or violate public trust. And let's talk about the power that Trump has in office. Mm -hmm. Trump has the power to move our military. Our military moves at his command. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to uh, connections that we as a country have in other countries, because the president is like, locally, you might think about it as your mayor. You mm-hmm. know, they're the people who have the connections to outside um, places. Mm-hmm. And um, this man tried to use his power with the connections mm-hmm. of someone in, give me the country. Ukraine. The Ukraine. Ukraine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> someone in Ukraine. Yeah. I don't know. what. The president, the, they're not a president. They're the pri- prime minister. No, I think he's the president. The president. president Zelensky. Um, yes. So yeah. he won a, f- a favor for favor, like we explained in a previous episode um, with Biden. Mm-hmm. And so that is him, like, betraying the trust of the American people. Like, we, c- we don't go to other countries and ask them to dig up dirt 
on another American. But, you know, I can say a lot that I probably shouldn't say. I mean, but we're going to get into it. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. what this is here for. So we do got to get into it a little bit. Uh, one thing I did learn is the amount of the aid that was withheld. And it's $391 million. Crazy. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't just some, some pocket change. Like, that was a substantial amount of money that they were withholding from a country that's involved in some wars right now. So give me know? this give me this information or you get no money. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, pretty much. And you know what's going to happen if y'all don't have this money. Y'all mm-hmm. about to get ran. Y'all going to get ran over. Ran through. Yeah, so that's, that's shady. Um, but, you know, the impeachment process has begun and the house has uh has voted in favor of impeaching the president on both articles um <coughs> so yeah so we're the process has begun but there is still another step um do we want to go to any other um yeah so we're on crooked.com just so you know information that we're pulling from um so the next step, it's in the Senate. Did the Senate start their arguments? I'll be honest, I don't watch this stuff. No, not yet. Because um, it annoys me. I read it. So out. Yeah. Right, that's right, because Nancy is holding back because she don't feel like the Senate's going to do what they're supposed to do. Right. When the Senate tells you, oh, we're just going to work with Trump's lawyers to figure out what's best, like, who does that? That's like, that's like if you know somebody that killed somebody mm-hmm. and – their attorney says, oh, I'm going to speak with the, I'm going to go speak with the, the, the killer's uh, accomplice, mm-hmm. and then we'll figure out how we should best move forward. So that's what the, the Republican Senate, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got an analogy. It's like a, if a, a girl... And her, uh, her homegirls found out or found her man cheating, and they got to go to his frat brothers to uh, to get permission to break up. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> That's the perfect yeah, yeah. example. That's the perfect example. See, yeah. They're not. They're not about to to give you no slack. None. You know what I'm saying? They're not about to give you no slack at all. You know. They right. gonna hold it down for who they supposed to hold it down for because you know don't break the bro code, right? So once it gets to the Senate, the Senate basically creates a courtroom where the Chief Justice of the United States mm-hmm. um, That's John Roberts. J- yeah, John Roberts. Mm-hmm. Who's John Roberts? He's the uh, Chief Justice Oh, of the United States. Got it. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking of the Mitch McConnell. That's what oh I was yeah. like. Jeff Roberts. So, in theory, the Constitution allows the Senate to ignore articles of impeachment altogether. But the Senate rules say that the trial is mandatory and must commence immediately. Mm-hmm. Senators serving as jurors, they hear evidence from both the House prosecution and the president's defense team, which in Trump's case will probably be Rudy Giuliani in handcuffs and a plastic skeleton in a Brooks Brothers suit. Oh Funny! and then vote on president's guilt it takes two-thirds of the senate which is 67 members to Mm -hmm. convict the president of impeachment any less and the president is acquitted if 67 senators vote to convict then the president has been removed from office so think about that if 67 senators had the balls how many senators are there um 
let's look at that number yeah, because the republicans do have the majority there's a hundred i believe there's a hundred but senators the republicans as the meme said they are tried and true they are going to hold their bro down who's oh, bro bro is trump and so <laughs> <laughs> And so they are going to do what they do. They can they can just finagle out of it because they can. Because we, not we, because we most of you who are listening to this probably have never voted for any of the people that are the majority on our Senate. Yeah. Um so in the Senate there are we're looking at this. This is beginning January third. So forty five forty five Democrats. Mm, so that looks like a vote. There's a hundred though for Senate membership. Yeah, there's a hundred. Yeah, so there's a hundred. So yeah. you need sixty-seven. Mm-hmm. And, and my computer's being so Republicans so are in a minority. I mean, like the Republicans are in a majority. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. There yeah. it is. There it is. So forty. So forty-five Democrats, two independents. And fifty-three Trump. Republicans. Fifty-three So that means we would need all the Republicans or all the Democrats, and how many <laughs> Republicans to get to sixty-seven? Uh, ten. Oh goodness, goodness! Ten. This is oh, twenty. My bad. Twenty. This is just so sad. Twenty. So you need twenty Republicans to to go against their party and vote for impeachment. And as much as we would like to see that happen, and we would it's like not. people to just be like, oh, it's the Christmas holiday. Because they don't have to. And you see yourself and stuff, and it's a wonderful life, and you change, but it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I just don't – I don't see 20 Republicans see, voting. And this is something else that I want uh, – we have to, like, also discuss. So there's 100 senators, and there are 435 – uh-huh. representatives mm-hmm. so let's think about that and this is why our senate is so fucked up because when you have a state like um uh, yeah, I Idaho know I know but then a state like California right. but you both only have one or two senators are, yeah the same amount of senators it's like that how? shit's crazy how does that happen it is the craziest yeah. mind fuck of politics that frustrates me. I'm my leg is shaking. I'm I putting that down so we can make sure we discuss that in the future. Yeah, my um, leg is shaking because when every time I think about that, I just get frustrated. <laughs> so um, it is on the Senate. That that just goes to show the level of like who has power. We got the Republic. I mean, the Democrats who run the House, and that's where you have the most representatives. Mm-hmm. And we have the majority as a Democrat. And I say we because we are both registered Democrats. That's Mm -hmm. how we vote in the state of Pennsylvania with our closed primaries. We choose to be registered Democrats because Mm -hmm. we need to vote Democrat in this state more than we need to vote Republican. Also, I'm going to mention here, and I I think it's different in some states. It is. If you're independent, you can't vote in primaries here. No. It's a closed primary. There's other states where it's not closed, and that's another thing we can dive Mm -hmm. into later, but we want to just get to, like, the main top. And and because we brought it up, look it up. Look it up yourself. Look it up and see how this shit really works Mm -hmm. because 
it's wild in these political streets yeah, and how things go down. With next year, because next year's primaries mean everything, right? So you have a lot of people that and they're are early. Upset they're in they're April. Early. We're gonna go through. We're gonna go through uh, the schedule. Um, maybe next episode, okay. so we could talk about when to be prepared for your primary in your state. Um, but you know, primaries mean a lot next year, and there's gonna be some people that might feel upset or disenfranchised as a Democrat when you switch independent, and you might not be able to vote. You know what I mean? So we gotta that's talk something to think about, about yo. We like, gotta dissect that yeah, and have those conversations. To, that's something to really think about. Um, cause your vote really matters. I know people are saying that vote don't count. My vote. Yo, next it year does. your vote counts, B. Yo, your vote counts. We B. know and saw how Pennsylvania went in 2016. Do we want that again? Mm, do we? I don't think no, so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-mm. Oh man. So yeah. So um, definitely, man. Start you know start looking up the the rules in your state and your respective state about voting in primaries and. Seeing who and who can't vote, you know what I mean. That's that's what we want you all to do over this uh, holiday season is to is to think about that, give some thought to that, um, and see if you're able or not able to vote as an independent. Um, yeah. Yeah. North Dakota and California has the same amount of senators. North Dakota has how many people? Seven hundred and sixty thousand people. And California has thirty nine point five million. And they have the same amount of people representing them in the Senate Senate of the United States of America. How? 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 This is what we allow our government to do because we don't. We're going to get into that because I got some numbers I'm going to throw at y'all a little later, too. Or wait, no, 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 no. I'm doing these numbers now, ain't I? Let me pull up these numbers. (laughs) I'm doing these numbers now. It's a perfect segue to bring up, you know, what elections look like, what the voter turnout looked like in 2016 um, elections, and which was the last presidential election when Trash of Trash was elected. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to the trash folks that elected him. Um, it is just, it's nuts that we only have about the, the complete voter turnout for 2016 was 55% of the number of eligible voters, according to the American census. Mm. So this is only pulling numbers from folks that filled out 2010 census paperwork and said that they are you know, present here (laughs) in the (laughs) United States of America. We only had 55%. And let me, let me, let me make sure. I'm I'm rounding up my numbers of um, voter turnout. I swear. Looking at things on your phone compared to a computer is always so different and it's annoying. While you're, while you're, while you're doing research, I want to say that Black Political Millennials is, Brought to you in part by the homie Dante, and um, if anybody wants to 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 get involved or support or sponsorship or some cool stuff like that, hit us up mm-hmm. um, at BPM Podcast four one two at gmail dot com. BPM Podcast four one two at gmail dot com, and if y'all you know send us emails if there's something you want us to talk about. 
there's an article you want us to review and discuss. Um, or if you think you want to come like on that. the show. Or, yeah, if you want to come on the show, you know what I'm saying, send us an email. If there's an event that's happening in the new year that you want us to attend or want us to know about, um, or if there's something you want us to plug, depending on what it is, you know, we'll, we'll plug it and discuss it. So, you know, definitely we're, we're available. We're on Instagram now. Um, we yeah. are Black so we Political Millennials. Yeah, we out here. So follow us on IG. Um, do that right now. Right now. Right now. Go ahead. Right now. All right, here we go. So vote, voter turnout in 2016 was at a 20-year low. Wow. The last time that the voter turnout was that low was whenever Bill Clinton was running against Bob Dole. Bob Dole. And uh, I hate being brought up. Bob Dole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, that was Las Vegas. You want to know what's so funny? So (laughs) I remember that election as a kid, and, you know, I think this just goes to show, like, my, like, spirit of wanting to go against the grain. But I was in the – I was in the fourth grade, and we had this magazine in my fourth grade class that we would always get. We would talk, like, science, um, literature, and different things. So on the back, Mm -hmm. it had this poll to um, ask fourth graders or whatever whatever grades, I'm assuming it wasn't just fourth grade classrooms that Mm -hmm. received the magazine, who their vote was for the president. Mm. And no one in my house talked about the president or anything, so I didn't really think about it in the fourth grade. But I do remember that when I took it home, I circled Bob Dole. And my mom asked me, like, (laughs) why? And I have no idea why (laughs) I picked Bob Dole. The only thing I could think of is that I I think there was fruit or something that I ate. That would yeah. that had his name, oh. mm-hmm. so that name just like resonated right. with me as a kid. But I didn't know who I was voting for or what mm-hmm. I thought about it. That's that guy. I like pineapples. Right. That's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that was my 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 option. But that was whenever um, what was it? here we go. So in 1996, voter turnout was at 53.5 percent. Um, Bill Clinton won, of course, in 1996 for that election. But post that, there were higher elections. So the next Mm -hmm. election was in 2000. It was Bush and Gore. Um, That was also the last election where Al Gore won the popular vote, Mm -hmm. but Bush won the electoral vote. We're going to also talk about that in a future episode Mm -hmm. about um, how the Electoral College works um, and how, yes, your vote matters, but it once once you as a state has voted, um, your majority then takes the electoral vote. So whoever wins the majority gets the electoral votes. And then when the electoral votes are added up, the person who has the most electoral votes wins. But we'll have that conversation later. So Bush and Gore was the last, you know, Trump-Clinton type year when Hillary won popular, lost the electoral, 56%. And then in 2016, Mm. it was Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump, and it was a 55.4% voter turnout. The year before, when it was Obama versus Romney, it was a 60% voter turnout, which was down from Obama's initial year of Mm. running, where it was a 63.7% voter turnout. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Shoot, I forgot about Joe and Carrie in 2004. Mm-hmm. I like um, Joe and Carrie. Yeah, but, you know, that's what happens when you go to war, which is what my biggest fucking fear is. Mm-hmm. We cannot, as a country, go to war before we got to vote in November of 2020 because people keep their presidents when we go to war. That's real. And I, no, I don't need this one running the war. Oh my gosh. He no. can't be he can't be commander in chief if that goes oh down. So gosh, no. you know, we just gotta keep doing what we're doing, keep having these conversations, talking this talk. Elections are real. Mm-hmm. If only fifty five percent of people are turning out to vote in our presidential elections, that does not represent our country. Not at all. That does not represent what we as a country believe. That is not a representation. It is it is barely reaching over a fifty a half voter turnout. Like mm-hmm. barely. Yeah. So, like you know, we just have to. We got to. We got to. We got to get it together. You got to get registered to vote. And you got to tell your people vote. that you know to go vote. Yeah, um, I I wanna before we segue to the next topic. There's one thing that I wanna address. Um, and I mean, you know, people are gonna take stances on voting. People are gonna take stances on parties, and I get that. Um, but one thing that is that is dangerous that I'm going to say is people being open or intentionally withholding their vote because of um, one people are just like there's people that are going to vote straight Democrat regardless that's natural but there are some people that are just like I'm not going to vote for a Democrat or a Republican and there are people that are just not going to vote unless it's a third party person and that's dangerous you know what I'm saying? Um, but I understand I'm not we're not here to i I'm not here to slight or slant any other political party, but for you to intentionally withhold your vote because a person is from this party and not your party is dangerous. We can't do that anymore, y'all. Um, you know, and I think we have to be open to the best candidate, regardless of what their party may be. Um but yeah, there's a lot of people that's gonna say if they're not this, I'm not gonna vote. If it's not that, mm-hmm. and we can't do that, man. We can't do that. You gotta, you gotta be active because you gotta realize that even though there's not somebody that represents your party running, whoever's running is gonna affect your life in one way or another, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that we had discussed that. So I just want to put that out there because I heard an interview this morning and, and somebody was um, talking that way, and I was mm-hmm. just like, ah, oh, no, nah, I'm not feeling that, man. Like. No, nah, that's violence, man. That's dangerous. You can't, you can't not vote because uh, this person is just a Democrat, or you know what I mean, whatever. But yeah. you know, so that's something else we'll discuss more. But I wanted to. There's talk just about so much that, more so. at stake. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I got some other points to make about it too, but we'll leave that for the end um, with our wrap up topic. But no um, up next, you know, we want to go into this pre. The current presidential race, the candidates, we've had someone drop out. Yeah. Um, Senator Kamala Harris uh, yeah, out of is. California. Um, I was sad to see her have to drop out so soon, um, considering the other candidates in the race. I think it's it's uh, something to think of when you compare um, a Senator Harris mm-hmm. to a Senator Klobuchar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who's also a prosecutor mm-hmm. and their records and the way that um, as a black woman um, speaking on this show. Um, no, I don't agree with everything that I know that has been a part of the 
um, career of Senator Harris. But what I will say is that I don't believe she's a woman that won't get shit done. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, you know, uh, as black folks, you know, it's hard for us out here. So I get it. But like we be going so hard on our own people. We do. But we give the the least amount of um you know side-eyeing to a lot of these white electeds that have done some really horrible things especially folks that have been in office since before we was born right you know and right. so i just want us to think about that as we um come down when we make these opinions and and pull support from folks that no matter what you think about their career and mm -hmm. like how they had to navigate as potentially the first in some spaces that Definitely. they've been in because they're older than us. So I'm no sure question. they have um, been the folks that were the first this, the first that, right. the things that we're all tired of saying like, damn, this is still the first black person still in first. 2000 in this. Yeah. Like, so I just always want to put that into perspective on how we do our own folks, even Senator Cory Booker, like he's not out the race yet, but he's about to be like, yeah, I, I hate to like, I, I hate mean, to just put it out there and he hasn't announced it, but that's going to happen because yeah. we don't, we, we choose to say like, oh no, they just can't do it. Like what? Man, that's, that's nuts to me. You know what it is, is black people have to be perfect. You know what I mean? And, we just and Michelle said it. Forward. You know what I'm saying? Like Michelle people, Obama said it. Yeah. Like, people, black people have to be perfect. You have to be perfect in everybody's eyes, right? Mm -hmm. You got to be perfect in black people's eyes because black people are the ones that's going to call call out old shit, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, black folks are going to be the one that's going to call some shit out that really, you know what I'm saying, it's past the statute of limitation and just, like, letting some shit slide. But they're going to bring it back up. And then, you know what I'm saying, you got white folks. And then you got to be perfect with white folks. And that, that, uh, that perfection is like a it's whole dangerous. Ball you know game. what I'm saying? It's violence. Like just the things that you can't have and you can't do. Um and one thing I wanna say, uh, is the the type of articles, the type of editorials, the op eds, the things that were written, um, about Senator Harris, uh, definitely discredited her, um, and discouraged people from supporting her, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um and and that's that's not cool, you know. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of just going through because it's um, easy a tab now, and you got articles from Fox News talk about extramarital affairs of Senator Harris. We also had those kind of things coming out. Um, article talking about her dirty little sex secret came out after Jeff Sessions review. There's an article that is titled. Kamala Harris is no African American by a white woman, and the article was written by Rachel Alexander, a white woman. So my thing is, you don't even have you're 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 for real for real according to black folks, you're not even allowed to write an article with this kind of title, and you not be black, you know. And I I haven't even read the whole article because I don't want to, but the fact that this woman felt comfortable enough it's out to here. title this article that. Senator Harris is no African American. This is a Google search first page. Yeah, and you're not an African American. What? How does that? How does that work? So you know, what I mean, I think that um, Senator Harris was 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 really put on a, in a microscope early, um, and everything. You know, you have people talking about 
who her husband is and what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, her record as a as a prosecutor uh, in California. And, and you name it, a lot of different things came up. You know, is she black enough was the mm-hmm. constant conversation. We um, ain't never black enough, man. Yo, you're, we're never black enough. Or then on the other end, you're just Like too black, black is a monolith. Like we all black one way. Man, and that's going to be a whole, we're going to have a whole um, episode about that as well. Um, about blackness and the monolith and, and people thinking that, you know, black people are going to have one person speak and represent them. That's not the case at all, mm-hmm. um, you know. But I just feel like people want extra hard on her, and now you'll see online people on Twitter talking about, "I wish I would have supported her more when she was running." I feel bad that she's not running anymore, and all this kind of stuff. So now people are trying to like corner her to be a VP already. Oh, she'd be great with Elizabeth Warren, or all these things. You know what I mean? Are people like mm-hmm. um, they're tr- are people are are intentionally trying to lure the senator harris supporters to their team you know like oh um, Oh, she's coming back i want everybody to know like especially on a democratic playing field like i don't care whoever if we hopefully we get us a a democratic president they are going to put her in the administration but then and I, i i have faith in california that they have somebody else in the tuck that can pull up and replace her to continue mm-hmm. to push ag- an agenda that will empower those that are marginalized and always left out of um, our um, our politics. Definitely. So, you know, don't don't worry, y'all. Y'all can hate on her all you want, but remember they voted on her as a senator. Remember we said there's only 100 folks in the Senate, and she's one of those 100 for the state of California. Right. One of two, her, her and Booker, Oh, yeah, Um, Jersey. But I was I was listening to sad commentation. Look and see, because I'm I'm, I can't remember who this other senator from the state of California are. Um, But yeah, like I said, I'm just gonna say this again, yo. Is people expect black folks to be perfect, bro? Yes, and we are not. We are human, And, and and I feel like that's not fair at all. Um, because she is still more qualified than some people that are still on that stage. And she's not on that stage because of people not giving money, right, mm-hmm. or people not donating. But then also the support wasn't there. I just, I'm, I'm trying to find this, this, this write-up or this article, but only 5% of black people supported Kamala Harris. I supported her. You know, and then I, I think the number was uh, 47% supporting Joe Biden. <laughs> so, you know, so so here we go where it's like, you know, we have a candidate. He put the policies in that Kamala was following in her state of California. Yo, like 43, my bad, not 47. But there's a there's a poll that was released on November 26th. Um, and this and this poll has uh, black Democrats, 43 percent of black Democrats supporting Biden, while five percent supported senator harris so that's it right there you know what i'm saying that's a big number that's a lot of black folks that aren't supporting you you know what i mean and you look at that percentage they might not be able to give big amounts but once again man unique unique donations if everybody's giving five everybody's giving ten those things add up but you can't be a black candidate 
and expect to win and only have 5% of the black vote, mm. you know? So I think that speaks to a couple of things because there are some things that people aren't vibing with that Senator Harris said or did. That's natural. Like I said, nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like she was just expected to, to be flawless um, and, and to also handle, like, some low-key disrespect with, like, just, like, some, like, meek-ass grace and, yeah. and, and not, like, the being able to clap back. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, yo, nah. Uh, Listen, don't ever let me be in that playing field because I am. Okay? I'm <laughs> clapping back. And clap back on me. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't ever expect to make it to that space. But if I ever do, mm-hmm. just know I will be the most Virgo-ass Ashley that I have always <laughs> been. And, um, yeah, and I just... I, this is an article I pulled up from the root that says Kamala Harris wasn't allowed to fill up like a white boy. Oh wow! Like, you know, wow. It, ba- just like we've said, her the most arguably doomed what uh, what most doomed her chances was her struggle to disprove she was not the lock 'em up prosecutor many critics accuse her of being. Hmm. Um. You know, she. I read. I read many comments about Kamala and her 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 um, record as a prosecutor that just were, you know, frustrating. Yeah. Because if you want to, if if I give my personal thoughts about her when she was a um, you know, a prosecutor, y'all expect this black woman when she is elected into this position to be able to pull up an office and just like shut everything down, fire everybody, hire all her own staff, like everybody in this office she knows and they have her best interest at heart. Like that's not how this shit works. Like you get elected into positions like that. You got to work with the people that's already there. You can't walk into these offices and clean up shop and just like, you know, start brand new. It just, it don't work like that. So I just need people to, like, really understand what it is that's the bigger picture of these spaces that we're criticizing. Now, yes, there's folks in California that maybe could give some input and insight, but I live in Pittsburgh, so um, what I get to see is what the Internet chooses to allow me to see within the algorithms of how the Internet works. And if you don't think about why and how you're reading things and where it's coming from, your opinion can be swayed one way or another. Um, so I just, it's unfortunate. Shout out to Kamala. I respect and appreciate what you have done in that space as a black woman um, to uh, show young girls who are looking at this this current um, climate that we're in. And hopefully we can learn from what you've been able to do and keep fighting for us in the Senate because you, you, sis, you working. You calling it out. You doing what you're supposed to do. And I appreciate that um, because we don't have enough of you there. So big ups to Kamala and everything she's done. No, she's not perfect, but nobody's perfect. And we need to be appreciating folks like her. Um, and just like Congresswoman, Maxine Waters, you know, we just have to appreciate women like that that are doing things that we can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Just want to put it out there like that. We don't know what it's like to walk in their shoes. Um, it's easy to sit and tweet and Facebook status and Instagram 
your opinions about stuff. But at the end of the day, they are pushing things and making things happen that we could never fathom. And so I just want to give her big ups for doing what she did, putting the time into it, um, fundraising the money. That shit's work, man. I, I only know it from a local level. I can't imagine from a national level what that, that means, how that weighs on you. So that's, that's um, shout out to Kamala and what she's done. Um, We're going to keep watching what's next because she's far from finished. Yo, and I also want to mention that uh, Senator Harris is a Howard University alumni. She sure is. H.E. Bison. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to shout out my fellow Bison yeah, uh, for doing shout great things. Shout out to H.U. Trying to change the world. That's a legend. You know what I'm saying? How we do. Uh, so, yeah, definitely proud. Um, but we want to we wanna, um, mm. talk about another um, <sighs> This is kind of like politics. a curveball. I hate, um, you know, we talked about the, the kind of good first. This one, I, I just hate this whole headline. I, I don't, we don't even got to talk on it long, but we're going to touch on it because we got some points to make for folks that thinking about stuff. But go ahead and um, so drop it. We're here in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, and there is a state rep um, who has recently been charged with uh, stealing from a nonprofit. Um, so we're speaking of um, PA State House Representative uh, Melvita Johnson Harrell, uh, who is representing um, one of the uh, House legislative districts out in Philadelphia. Uh, there was a, uh, what do I want to call it, it's an investigation um held by the uh, Pennsylvania Attorney General Charles Josh Shapiro, Shapiro. Uh, that found that um, State Rep. Harrell had spent more than $500,000 uh, from her nonprofit organization, uh, Motivations, Education, and Consultation Associates, um, which is charged with, um, I pulled up the information and the link to kind of try to talk about what they do or what they focus um, and they do mental health crisis intervention counseling uh, support groups seems to be their focus I also saw an article they spoke that they help uh, individuals with uh, intellectual disabilities um, or also people that are mentally ill or fighting addiction um, so they are accusing uh, Miss Johnson Harrell of using some of these funds to make payments on a uh, luxury vehicle. Yeah, um, personal expenses. Personal expenses, uh, and also paying for a campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, Ugh, I hate this. So, you know, it's hard It's hard to, to say what's true and what's not or, you know, where money comes from sometimes, but uh, she is expected to step down or she has already stepped down. Yeah, December 13th, um, I think I read. Yeah, and there will be a special election that will be held early next year. Um, it's definitely unfortunate uh, because State Rep uh, Johnson Harrell um, was the first uh, Muslim – um, woman. woman to be elected in, in the, the state, state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, so she made history. She was a history maker. Um, and it's quite you know unfortunate. How they do us. You know. We can't do that kind of stuff. Oh, oh, not at all. Because let's again. be clear, there's other people that's doing stuff like that, but they ain't getting caught. That's a difference. Yeah, there's people doing that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but once again, it goes back to this whole thing of perfection. You know what I mean? What seems to be a, a one of the underlying themes of this article is about the perfection that black folks, black women you know, have to have um, in order to be trusted. Um, 
Uh, also, another thing that I think didn't help uh, rep Johnson Harrell was the fact that her predecessor actually um, resigned for some uh, corruption charges as well. That's why she was elected in her special election, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. She said she had a comment that was in this article from the CNN where she said, um, while I dispute many of the allegations lodged against me, I accept responsibility for some missteps made before I became an elected official. And she also stated that she will survive these charges, mm-hmm. um, which just for me, like means campaign finance is real. If you are someone who is considering getting into elected office and running for office, make sure you got your money right. You cannot slip on these finances. That is the easiest way to get caught up. And we don't got time for that. Just do it the right way. It's just easy. Do it the right way. There's folks out here that got money that want to give money. You got to do the work. Um, And also keep yourself... um, you know, get. I, I think this is the best thing. You, I don't ever want to be the smartest person in the room. And in the spaces that I ain't strong on, I need the smartest person that knows how to get that done to get it done. So that's how that need to operate because that's ultimately what she's going down for. And, you know, it, it's it's something that can be avoided. Mm-hmm. We and don't. I, I just want to put something else out there. Um, and we talked about other people doing this and it's happening now. Um, and before we started, we were kind of having a conversation about this topic. Um, but I pulled up, um, I believe this is an op-ed, uh, from the Pennsylvania, um, Capital Star. Um, and the article, uh, says, this is why I stand with Nevita Johnson-Harrell. Um, but further down in the article, um, it speaks about there being some kind of, um, I don't even know what to call it, disagreement or beef between the uh, Attorney General Shapiro and District Attorney um, out in the Philadelphia area, Larry Kashner, I believe, or Larry uh, Kreshner, um, who is loved by progressives and actually hired Johnson Harrell before her election and following um, after she was uh, aggressively campaigning for him. Um, and there's a lot of cons- conservatives, moderates, um, FOP supporters that support Josh Shapiro. So the article says that they hope that Johnson Harrell was not caught in a crossfire between his district attorney and our attorney general. Um, so I would hate to think that she's, uh, quote unquote, collateral damage between this whole kind of war. Um, probably is. I don't know the facts, but if if I think of anything about the state of Pennsylvania, yeah. Huh. So so here we go. So here we have, um, and I said this earlier. So here we have, uh, two white men that are beefing out, and a black woman is is collateral damage, um, in this whole thing, and uh, is forced to resign because of, um, so. I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping that's not the case. But that is a thought that's out there. Um, and it's our job to, to share some of those thoughts. Um, you know, so the February 25th is the date for that special election. Um, we so we'll look keep, into that, yeah, get some we'll keep close on eyes it. on that. Um, and I know some people that know Rep. Um, 
Jonathan Harrell. Um, you know, and I've heard you know very good things about her. Um, you know, and you know how outspoken she is, how compassionate she mm-hmm. is. And let's let's you also know. be clear, because this shit's fucked up that she's going through this. But there was also the issue in the House whenever she was being um, sworn Swan. in that the Republicans had some woman come up there, and this is let's be this is a Crazy. Muslim woman. Crazy they story. had someone come up and. Uh, Say a prayer. I wonder if I can find it. I should have pulled it up. It's cool. We don't even want to play that that trash. That was the most disrespectful, yeah, inflammatory prayer I've ever heard. To the point, um, it was reported that some people crowd out objection during the prayer. Yes. So if you're objecting to a prayer, you can only imagine the kind of trash that's being said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that happened um, in the PA house. So that was her introduction into the PA house. Yes. Um. They've been coming for her. Yeah, yeah, but man, we ain't even gonna get that lady no air on our on our podcast, Ash, Mm-mm. man. No, Fuck we don't way. need to. I just wanted to be clear <laughs> of what happens because yeah. we're talking about you know the bet something that's ultimately putting a stain in uh, Rep. Johnson Harrell's you know reputation. Mm-hmm. You know, we also have to like call out these racist white folks that are in our house in the state of Pennsylvania that have no regard. They don't care. They're bold about their racism and their disdain for people that are different from Mm -hmm. them. And so that's what goes down in Pennsylvania's House. Pennsylvania Senate, too. I'm not... It happens in both places. So, um... Wish... I have the best wishes for her, and I hope that everything can be settled for her. Um, But also, in the same thing, let's take these lessons, y'all. Be 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 on it with your finances when it comes to elected office because they be. they looking they watching they waiting. You gotta be. You gotta be. Um, we gonna jump forward. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of pop news in the upcoming okay, election. Yeah. So so um, something cool, some cool news that came out. Um, Donald Glover, uh, will be joining Andrew Yang's campaign mm-hmm. as um. Was it the creative, His creative the consultant? Creative consultant. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm very interested and curious to see what what comes from that, mm-hmm. what creativity um, comes from that, because Donald Glover is a creative brother. So um, I'm kind of excited to uh, to see what comes from that. But then also, I feel like Donald Glover is a, is a cat that knows. I think he he has an understanding on the pulse of, of some black folks. Um, and I think he'll be able to provide Andrew Yang with some insight. So I'm 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 curious to see what what comes from that. I'm definitely excited mm-hmm. about that. But now I'm curious to see who follows suit. And let's see. I'm tr- I'm curious to see who else is going to add um, somebody to their camp. Which which hip hop artist or R and B singer or whatever they going to add to their uh, to, to their the camp. Yeah, so what I also because everyone you know these presidential elections um, they go up and down and. A point that uh, Dante had mentioned about the position that Andrew Yang is is in the race is his, um, the percentage of support that he has is equivalent to where, did he say John John Kerry Kerry. was at Mm -hmm. at this point in the presidential election in 2008? So, you know, it's just something to keep an eye out. You know, I know a few folks that like Andrew Yang. Um, I've seen a couple signs around my neighborhood of Wilkinsburg oh for yeah. Andrew Yang. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, he's doing something. 
Um, I don't know if he's another potential to drop out soon, but I mean, he clearly no, has he some said, money. He said he's gonna be there to the end. He said he's gonna be there to the end, and I believe him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, uh, he was the only person of color that was on the stage for the last debate, and he actually used that time to speak about he was um, there financing, and, and he talked about how um the the distribution of wealth is the reason why you don't have more candidates of color on the stage. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how, you know, if more people of color had more money then you would have represented I mean, you know, p- candidates of color out there. Yeah. Because it's a money game. Money. It's, it's money a money talks. game. Money talks and he understands Y'all see that. Bloomberg. I Man. I, this article came out today, but Bloomberg, um he just came into the race and he's literally using his own money, but he got called out for um, his vendors um, contacting a consultant that does robocalls, and these freaking employers are imprisoned. Oh, wow. They are prisoners. And there's a oh, call wow. center in the prison that the prisoners work at. And I think the max that they're making a month is like $27 and some change. That's like crazy. Now he did cancel immediately once he found out. I use my quotes, found out right. that that's where the labor was coming from, but it's 2019. You don't be contracting with people and you don't know that that's what they do as a presidential contender. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Man, that's I'm sorry. That's another red flag for me on that guy. Um Man, stop and frisk you. Yeah. Was it for me? I'm yeah. good. Yeah. I'm good. I just feel like homie just woke up one day and was like, "Ah, I'm going to run for president. He did. He's been wanting to do this. Out of bed, society is going to run for president. Yes. Uh, So, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. There's another debate happening in January. Mm -hmm. Um, So, we'll we'll see what happens between now and then. Uh, But I I wanted to, um, we had um, not a debate happen here in our city of Pittsburgh, but we had a... um, public education forum happening um and i wanted to talk to ash about that because she was actually present for that education debate yes Um, it was really it was really good what i really liked about the education forum at before you get into your questions i want to like express there were a lot of people that weren't from pittsburgh here that got the opportunity to ask questions and so i appreciated that in a city like pittsburgh what is which is predominantly white um, but when we talk about public education is predominantly serving black and brown children, mm-hmm. I appreciate it seeing people who could come to our city and ask questions of these candidates um, in their spaces, doing the work that they do um, different from our city. Um, so, yeah, but uh, go, go so on I don't ahead. Have any, I don't have any official questions. Okay. I just, how was it? Did you like it? Was it, <laughs> was it informative? Was it? You know. Yeah, so overall, I liked it. Um, the planning of it was done very well. Um, for me personally, I want to shout out One Pennsylvania and my homegirl Kendra from Philly, who is one of the newly elected council members, um, the independent seat at large. She ran as an independent. She kicked ass. She beat out with a seat that is typically held by Republicans. Um, She is also my Emerge sister. We just completed the last Emerge cohort together. And um, so I am so thankful for her to um, get me in and be able to witness that. Um, I was able to link up with, of course, the amazing Summer Lee. Um, I sat with her and Olivia Bennett, who will be um, Mm -hmm. a soon-to-be county councilwoman. 
two black women, I must say, in Western Pennsylvania doing the thing in these Mm. political streets that I adore. Um, So each candidate, you know, (laughs) they didn't talk about anything new. I, you know, one thing I love that I was able to be there and sit next to Summer and have conversations through um, the forum because um, we're able to really, like, dissect their um, talk around. Like, Mm -hmm. politicians talk around the real issues. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. Elizabeth Warren and um, Bernie Sanders were very strong, um, especially when it comes to public education and the way that funding needs to be poured into it um, from a federal level because other countries are doing it. Other countries make sure education is like one of their top priorities. They make sure they folks is smart. Mm, mm-hmm. They are giving the resources to educate the people that, you know, are living in their country. And here in America, like it's a money. G- everything is money. It's capitalist. You know, it's capitalism. It, it is. It is just it is it, it it makes money for folks for other people to be dumb. And so that's what's happening with public education as a whole. Um, our our government is not investing in it in the way that it needs to be invested in. And so with folks like, you know, Bernie and um, Elizabeth Warren talking about the money that they would um, f- uh, fund federally, and of course they, they're talking about doing it from, um, you know, a trillionaire tax, you know, yeah. like, this would literally tax the top 10% of the wealthiest folks in this country. And if they were to be taxed, they still would not be hurting. That's the thing. These folks have so much money. Um, it, it is a shame. It is a shame that they have this much money. And when you, when you reach those levels, you don't have to pay the government. That don't make no goddamn sense. Right. That just makes no sense that they, mm-hmm. d- they n- no. So that's not that that that's really where the money's coming from. There's no other um, resource besides that taxing folks that need to be taxed right. equivalently to what to the way we are taxed. It's not like they're at being asked to pay more than what we pay, mm-hmm. in a sense of percentages. Right, right. But if I'm a billionaire, if I if I'm out here living with like fifteen billion dollars in my in my you know bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Why, w- why, 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 why? I mean, it's a, it's a, there, there's, there's a, uh, a lot of greed. There's a uh, epidemic of greed, and I feel like um, there's also the whole, um, I got mine, you got to get yours. Yes. Kind of, kind yes, of yes. Point of view or thinking that a lot of people have. And a lot of people are just kind of like, yo, I'm not helping anybody get theirs because I got mine. But they don't think about how they got theirs or they don't think about the the, the hedge fund that they, you know what I mean, yeah. were <laughs> bestowed with yeah. upon birth. Or they don't think about the position that they were handed down because this person or that person is family or this person or that person, you know, worked with their 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 dad or I mean, it's a lot of different things. Yes. Um, and so I feel like the people that are in the positions to make the changes are the people that have that money. Mm-hmm. And or their friends or close friends with the people that have that money. Mm-hmm. So their whole thing is like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars for your next campaign. But 
we gotta make sure I'm not getting hit like this, or yes. I'm not having a. And you know what I mean? You've had that happen for for years and years and years and years mm-hmm. at a time. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a uh, practice that's accepted now. Yes, you know? it is. So, Bernie, I'm at the end of the day, I don't care what anybody thinks. I know everybody's like, oh, well, Biden's going to get it. Blah blah blah. Yeah yeah yeah. Biden is not the best candidate for folks that are always marginalized. Folks that are always left out. He's not going to change anything when it comes to that problem that we have in this country. Mm-hmm. And I follow this page on Instagram, Dream Defenders Fight. And it had this post where it says them. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren just aren't electable. They're too far left. And then it's me. The argument that Bernie and Warren aren't electable is a myth that has always been used to rule out candidates that are willing to go far enough to advocate for the needs of marginalized communities. It's time we stop being punked out of voting for our best interests. Mm -hmm. That could not have been stated any better. That is literally what we do. And when we talk about only 55% of people who are eligible to vote are voting, that's it right there. The folks who don't vote are the folks that are disengage the folks that don't believe that this system works for them because it don't work for them but it don't work for them because they've always been left out they've always been counted out they've never been considered so when you show up and say oh i'm going to consider myself right that speaks volumes it speaks volumes and I hope that we can build that kind of energy through this conversation in this podcast as we talk about these things that affect us, whether we want to pay attention or not. I posted something the other day like we can all we can say all day that we don't care about these politics. But if you don't own a house, your landlords do these insurance companies do. And all these people got the power to play with your money. They got the power to play with your life and they got the power to pay with play with the access and the things that you can have. And so if we keep letting them hold that power and we don't buck up mm-hmm. we gonna keep you know getting the shit under the stick yeah. um and especially in the city of pittsburgh um because we're talking about education there was this article from medium that uh this guy wrote and medium is like one of those um it's like a blog website but anybody can like create an account and you know write mm-hmm. write articles and there's some good pieces that come out of it but i pulled a quote the article's called black life in white pittsburgh america under a microscope um the steel city is a demonstration for the nation a ted talk just waiting to happen a shining example of what a city becomes when it prioritizes the progress of its most privileged above the livelihoods of everyone else we can only guess what's to become of an entire country that would have the audacity to do the same. Um, so he goes in to talk about his father who has like degrees, he's edu- education to be an engineer, but he can't get a good job in this city. And that is because of racism. Mm-hmm. And there's so many racist policies and um, systems in place that hold us back. There's been so many reports that are coming out of our city that just literally continues to prove what us as black folks have been saying. And the only way, not the only way, but another way for us to make those changes is to get engaged politically, run for office. Because I know there's people out here that's trash and you don't like them. Run. You can run. People can run. I want people to know that they can run. Because, back to this point too, because we're going to have to touch on this later about this education forum. They talking about if, if we were to elect an Elizabeth Warren or a Bernie Sanders, they are literally talking about putting billions of dollars into public education. 
that is a lot of money that would go into local school districts. And so what that also means is that the folks that are sitting on your local school boards need to know what to do with that money to make sure that they do and make the changes that are needed in your community. So there's a lot of things that connect this that we all need to be paying attention to. Um, but if we elect someone in this office that don't care about education, hence reelecting Trump, um, we are going to have some real, real problems that we think we got problems now. Another term of this is literally going to be detrimental to the future of my child, your child, and so many other kids out here. So um, education is so important. The candidates, I do want to go over the candidates that were in attendance at the, um, the education forum because it wasn't everyone. So it was Michael Bennett. He was the first one that I saw when I walked in and I honestly didn't know who he was. I had to Google him because there's that many Democratic presidential candidates. Then Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Pete B, Mayor Pete, you know I can't get his last name right. He <laughs> was there, he was okay, but he also just showed how he's disconnected as the mayor of um, South Bend, Indiana. Mm -hmm. Um, he talked about his husband, who is an educator, and t making his target runs because he needs to get things for the kids. Teachers here ain't running a target. They running a Dollar Tree, Dollar yeah, General, that, Family Dollar. Actually say that. Yeah. Said, we're not going to Target. We're going to Dollar Tree. Yeah. We don't got Target that. money. Target is actually your privilege. Mm -hmm. um, Elizabeth Warren was there. So, her, of course, hers was funding um, from K through uh, four years of undergrad for any public institutions. You know, those schools should not be causing lifelong debt for people. Um, Bernie Sanders, the same way. Tim Stein was there. Amy Klobuchar was there. And, of course, Joe Biden, who was last. I'll be honest, Joe Biden was so underwhelming. Um, he went last, mm. and he just didn't – he just didn't – hit it at all you know he looked like a seasoned politician he really was just more so like he he avoided the questions i think more than everyone else mm -hmm. in a sense of like oh you all don't want to hear all of this or no we do sir that's why we here that's why we've been here since eight o'clock nine o'clock this morning <laughs> we do want to hear what you want to do with public education because what's happening now ain't right and of course everybody says they would get rid, rid of betsy devos Ain't nobody in this running for office don't agree with getting rid of her because she don't know what she was doing. Yeah. But um, those were the candidates in attendance. Um, they had very good. It was a very good format considering how long it was. So I really appreciated that. And I just am so proud of Pittsburgh for getting that because that was major. Um, that was big for our city. It was big for everyone that was there. Shout out to the local elected electeds that were there to show that they do care about public education. It means a lot. There were um, Devin was there, one of the new school board directors who I just adore. I'm super excited for her and what she can do as a board director for the uh, Pittsburgh Public Schools. They need help. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm honored that I was able to be there and witness that. That was my first time being able to see presidential candidates up close and personal. I was third row, so that was dope. I'm sad that Kamala wasn't there. I really wanted to hear from her, right. but she pulled out right before. So, um, yeah, Pittsburgh did they thing um, last or two Saturdays ago, I yeah, guess. Yeah, Saturday before last. Mm -hmm. That was dope. Uh, before we wrap, I wanna, there's one thing I want to say uh, in regards to that statement that you said. 
um, of the thoughts that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Stein <coughs> aren't electable. And I want to say that that statement is rooted in racism and classism and sexism mm-hmm. um, because the people that are saying that are thinking about how those two candidates are going to work hard for the marginalized folks and they feel like the majority of folks or the usual people that get the cuts and the benefits aren't going to be thought about on a on a Elizabeth Warren platform mm-hmm. or a Bernie Sanders platform. So their whole thing is to is to discourage people from supporting them by saying they're not electable because they're not going to um, adhere to a already happening agenda, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like I said, that's that's racism right there. That's mm-hmm. classism, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and we fall into yeah, it all the time. Definitely. So I, I just wanted to say that because um, if you hear somebody say that or you're thinking that, I think you need to check why that's the case. Um, because like I said, I feel like that's, that's, that's rooted in classism and racism because you feel like that candidate is not going to do for, for your, for your circle or your tribe or, mm-hmm. or your unit. And you know what I'm saying? People saying that are probably some off brand one percenters though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I just wanted to say that real quick, but I know we about to, uh, wrap it up. We'll be quick. trying to keep this to an hour, but sometimes there just be so much yeah, to talk about. Strong. There's so much more we we want to do, but we're talk about. But we got to save yeah. it for the next time, so y'all got to keep tuning in. Yeah, so we'll be back. We'll be back soon. This is um, shout out to my baby in the back. I know y'all hearing her a yeah, little bit. She she's like, yo, <laughs> wrap it up, B. <laughs> she said, wrap it up, B. Um, but yeah, this is this is episode uh, three. Episode three is Christmas Eve. Yes, it is Christmas Eve. So you want to get this Christmas? Yes. You know so, so yes. So happy, happy holidays. Ha- happy holidays. Happy, happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. All of Merry that. Christmas. Happy Boxing Day if you're in Canada. Yes, all of that. Whatever else holidays that y'all celebrate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's he said it. Hanukkah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. so enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your family yes. and friends. Thanks to everyone who's been listening Yo, and hitting you. us up. We thank love you. and appreciate y'all so, so, so much. Y'all much are the dopest because y'all just, yes, folks hold us down and we just love it. Yeah. So thank y'all. Um, and, yeah, January 2020 is about to go down. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, yo. All right, and y'all. be safe out here. Be safe. Peace.